You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely be so grateful and love a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And so if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by taking a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and moving it all the way into every cell and organ and system in your body. And just breathing that out and sending it to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Today we have Sinead Cracknell. Sinead Cracknell is an intuitive trauma coach, a 7D and 12D energy healer who helps people overcome deep trauma, break through fears and limitations, and step into their aligned soul purposes. After years of battling anxiety, drug addiction, and depression, struggling with sexual trauma and bowel cancer, and being misdiagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic for her intuitive gifts, she found the power within to heal without any outside support or therapy. Sinead uses a combination of traditional psychotherapy, NLP, hypnotherapy, soul transformation therapy, somatic trauma therapy, parts work, and energy healing to help facilitate deep healing on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. She offers soul plan readings to coaching clients to help them uncover their unique soul purpose and be prepared to overcome challenges. She is trained in powerful healing modalities such as a high, 7D healing. Sinead is also the founder of her signature group program, The Empowered Method. The program takes a holistic approach to help women find safety from within as they overcome and heal from sexual trauma from a root level. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Sinead. 
Thank you so much for inviting me on. And as you were reflecting back and reading that back, I was like, oh, I've never actually heard anybody read out loud my bio. And uh, mm. I just want to say thank you because it's really helped me to like allow it to sink in mm. like everything that I've been through and everything that I do and really... I guess absorb that because it's so often we just kind of go about life and just it's just one of those things and this is what I do but so to have mm. that opportunity to sit here and and have that read back thank you so much oh yeah it's and it sounds like you've been through quite the journey and so I it, you know I would love to hear and I want you know would love to hear your experience um you know starting with being admitted to a psych ward and what was that like being misdiagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia? <sighs> That's a big question. Um, thank you. I guess at the time, I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, I was getting so many different, what you would probably call now downloads, messages, mm -hmm. Um, really tuning into different vibrations and energy, seeing things, hearing things, feeling things, sensing things, all of those things, all of my clairs switching on at a, like a really rapid rate. Um, and I was, I was in trauma. I was escaping reality through the use of drugs and alcohol and everything else. So it was like there was no control, no sense of control of it, no understanding of what was going on. So at the time, it it was really, really confusing. Uh, I felt really isolated and alone. I didn't understand, as I said, I didn't understand what was going on. So I didn't know what was happening and I had no experience of working with healers or shamans or anything like that, like any spiritual healers or anything like that. So my first port of call was Western medicine and mm -hmm. going for the things that I felt was safe for me to do um and that's where I went I was admitted to a psych ward um I was sectioned under the mental health act and diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and I carried that label with me for many many years until I realized and started to get curious and started to question is that really what was going on for me um, I was on a lot of medication for many, many years as well. Um, and there came a point in my life was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't feel like that that's, that's who I am or what I experienced. And I think it really, you know, it, it came with that. It, as I said, it was just like, I needed to understand. I wasn't going to accept that that's who I was and that was my life. Um, so I started asking questions and I realized that actually, it wasn't paranoid schizophrenia. It was a misdiagnosis. And all of those things are exactly all of the things that I use now to help others. Hmm. Wow. And I'm not on medication, by the way. I'm not on any medication. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I wonder just, you know, how did you come to that place of recognizing that, you know, maybe you didn't need the medications, maybe it was something different. Um, I, I wonder, you know, I, I'm a psychotherapist. And so I work with a lot of people, you know, um, well, I traditionally, historically, I have, I haven't recently, but um, 
with people just with schizophrenia and, you know, there's these things that like they're told and then they get put on medications and they're heavy medications They're you know, that subdue them and they're walking around like zombies. And so, you know, I just, I wonder, you know, there's always a root cause to things, you know, and I know there's more to that, those diagnoses than what meets the eye. So I'm wondering if you could kind of walk us through a little bit where you went with that. Like, how did you get to that place of recognizing that? I think it was really, I wasn't, I was like, I don't want this to be my life. I don't want to be stuck in this I don't want to be taking medication for the rest of my life I want to understand what happened I need to go back and revisit what happened I need to research I need to reach out to healers Mm. I need to reach out to the intuitives to understand because I'd always 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 been drawn to that path anyway so it was almost as if everything was being switched on during that time but it was so like it was so like out there like really confusing And it was only really until, I guess, wow, at least 10, 15 years after the diagnosis, then I I really thought, you know, I don't want to be walking around a zombie, like a zombie. I want to be able to experience the whole spectrum of emotions. I don't want to be reliant on these pills at nighttime to go to sleep. Uh, They're causing me more anxiety than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to be that person. I do. I, I don't accept it. Mm. And, and that is. Mm-hmm. Go on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I could. I could really relate to. Uh, to what you were saying with the the pills and stuff. I mean, I'm. I've tried to take. You know, what they call really mild antidepressants or like over the counter stuff, and my body rejects them immediately. You know, but uh, one thing I really um, love that you said um, was that you know. It's it's scary being diagnosed with something like that you know, and, and you kind of, you, you, you convince yourself, even though you don't feel it deep inside, but you try to convince yourself, well, maybe I am crazy, you know, maybe I do need these prescription medications, maybe I do need all this stuff that's unnecessary, and I think a lot of us, and I think a lot of, 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 of us listening, we tried the Western medicine route before, you know, and, uh, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't, in my case, in your case, it didn't work, but, the thing that you mentioned that I, I found is really powerful is that we have the power to, to, you know, kind of uh, uh, see what's, what's really going on, like you said, you know, and go beyond the Western medicine uh, curtain of let's just throw some pills at you, you know, and unfortunately, I think a lot of us are afraid to go beyond western medicine and actually see the 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 root thing and the fact that you're able to do it i think you know i know it inspires me to think you know okay well maybe you know (laughs) maybe the 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 thoughts or the messages and the things that i'm getting aren't a misfire in the brain that a pill could take care of maybe it's something that i need to listen to but i just wanted to to throw out that i really appreciate how you're kind of saying that you know we have the power to go beyond the third dimension to go beyond that curtain and to see what's really going on thank you for that and I think that this comes really down to people don't like to question the narratives or the labels or the categories or the whatever it is because excuse me there's fear there first of all um, because that's completely out of their control so they want a quick fix they want to be able to control it they want to be able to push it down and like deal with it there and then Um, 
And also there's the societal conditioning, the familial, the cultural conditioning. Um, I mean, I am what you, you would probably class as the black sheep of the family. You know, that kept me safe. That definition, that label kept me safe in that container, that family container. That was acceptable to my family to think that I had paranoid schizophrenia because anything beyond that was just like, well, we don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't understand it and understand it. Therefore, we don't accept it. We don't tolerate it. Uh, we're not going to question it. You know, we're very in this 3D. You know, this is how things are. We go to westernized medicine uh, doctors and that's it. We don't look beyond that. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I'd always felt like I'm a bit of an outsider in my family, in my, you know, friend groups, all of that thing. And I think there was a point that I got to in my life is like, and it happened organically, but it was like, I'm going to embrace this. I need to embrace this because this is who I am. And it's calling out to me so loudly that I cannot ignore it anymore. Yeah. And there, I think it comes to a time where, where you, you know, that, that intuition becomes stronger, that, that knowing within you becomes stronger and, and where it's like, okay, now it's the time to really jump on this and to, you know, otherwise, like, I think the body starts to like give you these wake up calls or life starts giving you these wake up calls, you know, that become a lot stronger. And so it sounds like you've actually, you've gone through quite the, the healing journey, not only with the schizophrenia, but also with the drug addiction, depression, and bowel cancer. So tell us a little bit about those, the healing that went, um, that occurred there. And like, what was that like for you to, to really dive deep with that? Well, I think Stacy, you just really captured that moment of, you know, the body starts to tell you when things aren't in alignment and you need to listen. And that was the bowel cancer for me. It was, you know, my belief, and there's a lot of research done, there's a lot of people talking about these days that it's literally that was the manifestation of my trauma, the physical manifestation of my trauma, and misalignment and imbalances. And that was it. It was like, okay, this is it now. Do I accept that this is all there is to life? Again, it was like, let's ask questions, let's get curious. No, you know, Western medicine says that with bowel cancer specifically, it's generally like a genetic thing. There's nothing in my familial line, ancestral line, that has anybody has ever had bowel cancer. I was like, this this isn't right. What is going on? So then I started to study like the energy of the body and started to study trauma and disease and all of those things. I was like, okay, this makes sense now. And what was happening was that I was suppressing the trauma that I had experienced as a child and pretty much all the way through my life, which kind of intertwines with the sexual trauma specifically, a lot of it was very much repressed and I had no memory of it. So I didn't understand a lot of it was, I didn't know that it was sexual trauma at the time and it was stuff that I was just doing. Um, but it was, and it was just that whole not understanding anything and it got to the point where my physical body was like you need to listen now this is it this is it and you know surgeries and doctors and nurses and all of those like one large bowel less later like complete removal and it it makes when you go through things like that unfortunately sometimes it takes you 
to that point to start questioning things. Sometimes we actually do have to have that wake up call. And that's, that's what that was for me. And in terms of the drug addiction and the depression and everything else, it was all a manifestation of trauma, trying to escape my reality, some, rea some parts of the reality that I had no awareness of, completely dissociated from, um, really misunderstanding anything that had happened to me, having no answers, no one to explain to me what it was about, no one to explain what I'd been through, nobody to really validate anything that I was feeling or experiencing. You know, I had been taught not to show my emotions. I'd been taught not to ask questions. I'd been conditioned not to, you know, talk about how you're feeling, all of those things. So it was getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. And then my body said, no, that's enough mm -hmm. now. It was literally almost like a physical explosion of all that repression. Mm. So tell us a little bit more about just when you became aware that, you know, you had um, these diseases, right, we, um, of the body and, and how you, like, what was the process that you went through to do the healing work? In terms of, I wouldn't, I would like you to kind of expand on that, please, because I don't want to just dive in because I really need to, yeah, I'd like to understand. Sure. Yeah, it's a quite a big question. So I'm wondering what healing modalities were you drawn to? And when did you start to like really dive deep into um, healing? Like what, what were the, um, excuse me, what were the modalities that you were drawn to in your healing journey? One of the main modalities was energy healing. That was the pivotal moment for me is really embracing that, receiving healing from other people, uh, becoming attuned to energy healing myself. And I, it truly transformational, absolutely really is. And I think it's so underrated and so overlooked because we are all energy. So by rights, energy healing is, should be a priority. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we take care of our bodies aesthetically, nutritionally, we look at our minds, but what about our energy body? Mm -hmm. You know, that is probably like what makes up all of those things, mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And that really was, it was like becoming attuned to be an energy healer, working with other people, tuning into their energy and getting different messages and downloads and information and researching about it and using it on myself and bringing everything up from the subconscious into conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. Then like literally looking at it, sitting there, looking at it, absorbing it, releasing it, feeling it, healing it, all mm. of those things mm. that really, I mean, there's a lot of modalities that I draw upon when I'm like working with clients, but for me, energy healing was the biggest life changer for me. Mm. Energy healing is so powerful. That was one of the first things that I was really drawn to too, and just my own healing journey and recognizing even just emotions and how they get stored in the body and, you know, energy in motion, right? When we really tap into those emotions and feel that we're releasing all that energy that is stored in, in those organs that may be feeling that disease. 
And so I'm wondering um, how you can, if you can tell us a little bit more about um, that, the 70 a high healing. Um, is that how you say that? Um, it's a high, yeah. Yeah. High and, and how that can uh, really help facilitate the deep healing. A high is a relatively new energy. I'm sure it's not, but it's new to us humans. <laughs> um, it was actually downloaded by a friend of mine, Christina Rice. Um, she it was downloaded on Lionsgate 2020. Mm-hmm. And she was actually a client of mine, an energy healing client of mine. Um, and somehow she was activated. I'm not saying it's all down to me and what the work that we did together. She's highly intuitive and psychic anyway. Um, so she downloaded this new energy. It's basically the frequency of miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works with angels. It works with the divine feminine energy. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful energy. It's does all the things that energy healing does. It activates your cosmic DNA. It activates your spiritual gifts, your psychic gifts. Um, it opens you up for more abundance, more alignment, uh, all the chakra stuff, all of those good things. And so that's how it was brought down into the earth plane. And I was the first um, practitioner to be attuned to that energy after Christina founded it. Um, and probably the only practitioner aside from herself for well up until this year like within the last couple of months um I'm also the only practitioner outside of the U.S. and Canada uh which I kind of like (laughs) (laughs) but I want to be able to you know attune as many people as possible right now I'm not a teacher but at some point I'm sure I will be but in the process of that in the process of being attuned to that and work, continuously working on myself, working on my energy body, receiving, receiving DNA activations, being completely open to activations from guides and light beings and everything else, I've now been gifted a 12th dimension energy. I have no name for it. I just know that it's very powerful. Um, and I've seen and witnessed the effects that it's having on my clients. Um, I've always worked with energy healing and channeled for at least 30 minutes. My guides are telling me that's too long because of the, the frequency of it. So they're basically guiding me from anything between 10 and 20 minutes. I'm using different rays of light. I'm do you know what? I have no idea what goes, goes on half the time. I am just the channel, the vessel, my hands are moving. I'm making noises. It's all going on. And people are having rapid transformations. They're healing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. They're being activated. They're being switched on. And I'm here for it. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's actually one, uh, a good point that you made. Because I think a lot of us that, you know, do have some type of, of like, you know, healing, um, I don't want to say powers, but like, you know, that, that can be that kind of healing people. And, and we're asked, you know, well, how do you do it? I think a lot of our answers is, I don't know, you know, it, 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 I get this feeling, it comes to me, sometimes it's a feeling, sometimes it's a message, sometimes it's a color, sometimes it's something. And then before I know it, boom, there it is. And I'm in it and I'm working with the client. And, you know, afterwards the client says, you know, 
I feel so great. How did you do that? And my response is, I didn't do anything. You did it. You know, I, I opened up a channel. You were the one that gave permission to get this energy work, to get this flowing through you. And I think that's um, very important for people to, to know is that when you get energy work done, you know, there's only a small fraction that the energy worker is actually doing. Most of it is you. Most of it is you, you know, connecting with your guides, connecting with your angels, you know, what whatever it is that you decide to connect with, you know. So, like, you're the one with the power, you know, the, the energy healers, they just kind of open things up so you could get that power flowing, you know. So I, I really uh, uh, appreciate that you said that. And um, another thing, too, we did have a guest on quite a quite a while ago that did soul contract readings. Um, something that you do is soul plan readings. Now, uh, I'm curious to know, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, what is a soul plan reading and how you go about working with those readings with your, with your clients. I'm curious to know if it might be the same thing. <laughs> Sounds very, very similar. A soul plan reading is okay. When we come into the world, we are named, right? We are given a name. Now, it's my belief that those names that are given to us by our caregivers are actually telepathically given to the caregiver from the soul that's coming into the world. The name then gets written on a birth certificate. That full name is, has a vibration. It has an energy. And what happens is that that name is then translated into old ancient Hebrew text mm -hmm. based on the Sefer Yetzirah. That is then put into, so the Sefer Yetzra, this ancient Hebrew text is like 22 letters long, 22 letters of the alphabet, 22 letters representing life and creation, the energies of life and creation. These letters, these, these letters then um, associated with numbers and symbols, and these symbols and the numbers all have a vibration all have an energy they're all able to activate you on many different layers and levels of consciousness and each of these letters and symbols represent who you are what challenges you're going to go through in life specifically down to your little finger so body organs childhood trauma relationship issues um you name it it's there. It'll tell you every single challenge that you are to overcome in your life, not just from, you know, a worldly aspect. So when I say worldly, it's like your outer world, every, the karmic stuff, everything that's outside of you, but from an inside job as well. So the spiritual essence of you as well. This is what is written in your soul plan. It also will tell you what you can do to overcome those challenges. It will also tell you what your goals are. Why did you come here to this planet? Why are you here? What's your purpose? How do you get to lean into that purpose? Um, and the way you do that is literally by leaning into your purpose. Uh, the more you step into who you're supposed to be, the more you're going to overcome your challenges, the more those challenges will subside. And then eventually, you know, there you are you've arrived well I don't think we ever arrived but <laughs> you're literally doing what you came here to do so the plan the soul plan it's it tells you all of that what your challenges are what your talents are what your goals are what your soul purpose is and it gives you all the tools and guidance of how you get to become who you are meant to be in this life what your soul came here to do 
that in a nutshell is, is what a soul plan is. And through the whole process of receiving a soul plan, through the whole process of sitting in front of your soul plan chart, the symbols, the numbers with a practitioner, you start to get activated energetically. Your DNA gets activated. And with the healing of the soul plan, your soul plan hologram is then switched back on again because obviously it kind of goes through all of that conditioning and everything else. Your DNA gets activated even more. You get to release um, karmic stuff, past life stuff, any limiting beliefs, anything that's not serving you. So you can fully step into that alignment. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what um, soul plan reading is. <laughs> that sounds exactly like what we, the guest It's quite we had similar, on. yeah. Um, David, Dave, uh, Nicholas David Nan, he wrote the book, your soul contract decoded and and that's what he he goes through the um you know the goals the the gifts the challenges that you're gonna be facing um on all those different levels that's a really beautiful I have, service. I have his book i have his mm, book okay yeah beautiful yeah so um we had him on one of our I don't remember what episode it was at this moment but um but yeah so so that is such a powerful gift to help someone with, you know, because it, it is so accurate. Um, both Sam and I had our soul contracts read by him um, at that time. And, and they were very, very accurate on how, you know, where we are on our gifts or, you know, our journey and things that have happened and, you know, why we're even like connected as uh, co-hosts and, you know, things like that. And so it can really help support someone. So I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more how, you know, in your perspective, how using this can also help find our, our soul purpose and move through our life challenges and traumas even. I think for me, what I've observed in others when I've delivered soul plan readings is that it's brought up a lot of clarity for people. It's almost like that validation and clarity that they've been searching for especially in terms of, well, I have this idea, this thought about something that I want to do, but I don't feel like, am am I just kidding myself? Say, for example, you know, you're getting ideas of, I want to do public speaking, I want to write a book, I want to do this, I want to do that. And that fear comes up because it's not what you're doing right now in this moment. It's like, is this really, you know, this is so out of, so far out of my reach. Is this even real? Why am I getting these ideas? And what the soul plan will really do is go, yes, the fuck it is within your reach. Otherwise you wouldn't be having these ideas. I do swear a lot. I, did, I didn't say that before we started. So I apologize. If you need to mute those little words out. Uh, this, I think, I think uh, we're all pretty aware that the show is not meant for children. Okay. When I get passionate about something, the expletives come out. Um, <laughs> But yes, it's, it really does give a lot of clarity. It gives a lot of guidance as well. It's like, it makes you understand why you went through some of the things that you went through and how you can like navigate your, navigate your way out of those things, especially if you're still going through of it, through some of it, especially if you're in the thick of it still. It's like, how do I get out of this? You know, which way do I go? So really for me, it's, it's very much about clarity. And also the fact that it does activate you energetically. So it's almost give it's it's almost like an energetic permission slip mm-hmm. to be the person that you envisage yourself to be and become. I love that, you know, just having that, 
yeah, that permission. And, and, and I think, you know, for me, when I had that reading, it did bring a lot of clarity. It was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, this is, you know, exactly what I've been working on. And these are, you know, the spiritual gifts I have. And I, and it almost, it was like this opening where, okay, these are the things I should be focusing on. Not the things that I, you know, these other things over here where I've been kind of, you know, maybe having more, um, uh, I don't know, resistance with, or it wasn't, you know, maybe on the, in the flow, but when I really tapped into the spiritual gifts and, and working to overcome the challenges that I was here to overcome, there was more flow with that. Hmm. Yeah. And I love, um, I don't remember his name, but you did mention it earlier. I love the way that he kind of blends astrology in there as well. He really goes into the planet, the planetary kind of energetics and how that can influence you as well. And I think it's, it's very much like, it's a little bit like human design, gene codes, but from a different perspective and angle, which is like, it's literally based on your birth name. Like obviously the gene codes and the human design and astrology is all based on your birth date and time and the place that you were born. And I love that actually, when you put them side by side, they're actually all pretty much saying the same thing. You know, your, your name and the time and date that you were born, it's all like that. It all comes together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it does mean, you know, it does give you that clarity for some of the things that you go through. I mean, for example, my astrology chart, a lot of it is in the eighth house, which is very doom and gloom, <laughs> depending on your uh, perspective. So this would really explain why or not I'm not making excuses or giving you reasons as to why I've gone through some of the things I've gone through obviously I have free will and free choice but that has influenced my life a lot absolutely I think a lot of those things you know I've I've seen charts read where you know they've they can almost tell you yeah you've had a maybe a dark childhood or you know dark um maybe issues with your parents you know your mother wasn't around or your father you know was absent or or however you know those relationships but i mean there's a lot that they can really tell by reading your name your astrological chart um so i think there's you know a lot of i mean there's a lot there that we can tell by a person you know aside from the free will that we have and I think it's so important for people to seek that information out because when you're armed with all the information about who you are then that really serves you well for where you are in your life in that present moment where you're heading you know it'll give you some explanation and some clarity around why maybe you're in certain relationships or why you keep going through certain things and I feel like we that information is so readily available to us. Why not take advantage of it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we, you know, putting that information out there to, so people can have access to it because, you know, there's, you know, a lot of information that people just have to dig for. Um, that's part of, you know, one of the reasons we do this podcast is so that people can have access to the information that they might not know that is even available to really dig deep into who they are and do some of the deeper healing work within the, the, the shadow. And so tell us, um, tell us about your podcast, the Sinead show. What's that been like for you? 
<sighs> and she sighs. And I sigh, yes. It's been a game changer in terms of growth for somebody who was so just didn't want to speak out at all and now I have my own podcast I mean it's it's very young at the moment it will be uh pivoting slightly in terms of the name um but I love it I love being able to meet and network and to bring like transformational journeys to whoever's listening um but it's really, really allowed me to lean into utilizing my voice, my full expression, and to get to a place where I don't give a shit. It's freeing. It's really mm. freeing to be able to do that. I have spent the majority of my life being afraid of what other people think of me. Judging myself, because really that's a reflection of how I felt about myself. You know, judging myself, criticizing myself, then expecting everybody else to uh, be the same. And I'm at a place in my life now with the podcast and the podcast has really allowed me to step into that, to be in that freeing place, in that empowering place of this is who I am. This is how I speak. This is how I, you know, the expletives, the swearing, the whatever it is that's coming out of my mouth. And there's like there was a point when I did start the podcast, it was like, I have to listen back to everything. I have to write everything down before I say it, just so it's perfect. That perfectionist was like so real at that time. But now as you, the more you do it, the more natural it feels, the more flow comes into it. And it's just so enjoyable. And it's such a good opportunity to meet lots of different people and to learn more about them and to speak to them and ask questions get curious that's what the show is all about get curious ask better questions get get triggered <laughs> yeah it's where the growth is absolutely podcasting i know you know we just we started this podcast about almost we're coming up on almost a year now um but it was sparked because i you know i had a divine download and I was never one to say yeah I want to you know podcast or anything like that and uh, because I'm a therapist by trade so my always been the listener and so now being you know using my voice and you know getting comfortable with that it's been definitely a transformative process so it's it's beautiful to have this you know this modality this you know platform to be able to do that mm. so. and I was actually training to be a therapist as well mm. So I'm, I'd, I'd like to think I have listening skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it sounds like you do a lot of beautiful healing work and working with your, you know, clients. And that's, you know, definitely something that comes with that as well. Um, you know, just being able to step into that role is beautiful and a beautiful service for people. Um, so tell, tell us and our listeners how they can find you and what you're currently working on. Thank you. First of all, I just want to acknowledge and honor the fact that you two are, your energy is really, really grounding and feels very safe and protective. So I just want to bring that up. Mm. Um, and thank you for asking me that question. Um, at the moment, you can find me all over Instagram. <laughs> at heal.with.sinead 
uh, my website is healwithsinead.life. And at the moment, I work with clients one-to-one, men and women, uh, trauma coach and healer, um, or psychic trauma coach and healer, as one of my clients is calling me a psychic trauma coach. So I might actually, I'm here for that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm just about to launch a group program for women in October. I don't know when this is going to be released, but it's for women to overcome sexual trauma. And it's specifically based around physical sexual trauma because I know that sexual trauma is very nuanced and complex and there's lots of different levels and layers of it so this group that's going to be launched is specifically for that um in the future who knows it may pivot and change and grow but Mm. yeah beautiful and we'll add all that to the show notes so people can easily find you and what you're working on And so thank you, Sinead, for being here with us today and sharing the space to have this beautiful conscious conversation. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you. Love you guys. Take care. Talk to you later. Thank you. We at be the love podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi foundation which is the nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.